Good morning, my name is uh, Stephen Capaldo, also known as uh, Wheelbarrow Man, and uh, from Capaldo with Love. And this morning I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, money and how it very often uh, destroys lives. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll give some reasons what, why that is, what, what happens when money is in the mix, you know, when money has an exaggerated role, um, when money is emphasized, or what the lack of money can do. The fact that you don't have money, it actually poses obstacles uh, to, to human development and, and development as, uh, in, in the spiritual realm as well. Um, and, and I'm just, just going to read a little bit uh, from a, a book that was written on, uh, uh, you know, alternative ways uh, of methods of social organization, you know, how um, where we live, uh, the places we live could be transformed into uh, places that are more sharing communities based on the principle that sharing is the right thing to do, sharing is a righteous thing, a virtuous thing to do, and that the more one shares, the more one can hope to uh, share in the benefits, uh, receive some benefits from the sharing if it truly comes from the, the, the righteous heart. Um, so uh, it's uh, I just I'll just read a little bit of a passage that uh, that, that highlights you know where we've come in the money society that uh, you know we live in. It's insane to say that money makes the world go round. The world goes round all on its own. Well, the, the going round, okay. I'm not going to get into the shape of the earth thing, but that's okay. It's insane to say that money makes the world go round. The world goes round all on its own. To illustrate the true nature of money, take a look at some of its effects. All our lives revolve around chasing money, right? So chasing money, you know, we have to make the money to pay the debts, you know. And this, all right, we've, you know, this has been covered uh, at length. Uh, I've talked about it quite a bit. It's been discussed in a number of YouTubes. It's 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 been covered. It's the driving force in our world today that controls everything. Most of the energy we use daily is in the pursuit of money. So think about all your actions every day, you know, which, uh, which of them have to do with the, the, the need to acquire money. Money is the cause of most crimes. Families fall apart because of it. It drives people to suicide in some cases and kills families. Um, arguing over money, um, stealing money, uh, lying about money. Uh, it's a hurdle to progressing in life. It's, it's a hurdle. It's an actual obstacle. Well, we can't do things, you know, you, you can't really fulfill some dream or, or uh, you know, really pursue your passion because money has become a problem. You know, there's a bottleneck in the system. There's not enough money, okay? Uh, and it just stops the, the creativity. It stops the flow of creative energy. It causes separation and segregation, division, misery, uh, and it's really become a tool of absolute power and control. It causes conflicts and wars, and if you, you you can even make the connection with scripture if you want. If I read you the list of the seven deadly sins, uh, could you make a connection between these seven de deadly sins and money? Uh, gluttony, greed, envy, pride, lust, wrath, sloth, or laziness. Uh, can you make a connection between those seven so-called deadly sins, uh, which are pretty much universal, uh, and the pursuit of money. Uh, money, which, by the way, has become fake paper. I mean, the, the, the real value behind it doesn't exist. I mean, we've, we've all heard that term fiat currency. It's pretty much a worldwide thing. The paper that banks give you, it doesn't really mean anything. And when you go to a bank and get a mortgage, let's say you get a mortgage for $100,000, 
they don't have the 100,000. They're just giving you the 100,000 and you have to give it back to them. And not only you have to give it back to them, you have to do something which is definitely unscriptural. You have to pay interest on top of the 100,000, right? And extend that to other areas of your life, you know, this, the, the mortgage, the uh, car payment, uh, you know, other, other types of, you know, educational loans, other types of, of bank loans. Um, so money really drives the ego in many ways. And, and money, money really doesn't do anything if you stop to think about, about it more objectively. It doesn't really do anything. People do things, and money is kind of an obstacle. It's in the way. And when Jesus got really angry, you know, he, uh, he had this reputation of being, you know, kind of very peaceful. Well, when he wasn't peaceful, what was he doing? He was overthrowing the money changers' tables, right? Because they had elevated money to the status of a god, right? The temple, the bank, the bank, the temple, all kind of one and the same thing. Jesus is saying, really, when you build your society based on money, uh, you're going to have a loss of values, a loss of loss of ethics, a loss of family, a loss of um, a loss of spiritual development, a loss of God. God's not going to be part uh, part of your life, really, to the extent that money controls your life. You're separating yourself from a true life with the Almighty Creator, Father, Son, and Spirit. Right? So, anyway, I'll read a little bit from uh, from Scripture. From uh, I'm in Proverbs three. Uh, starting at verse 1, my, my son, do not forget my teaching. Let your heart keep my commandments, for they will add length of days and years of life and peace to you. you know, how, many, how much peace do you know, the people have in the pursuit of money? Do not let loving kindness and truth forsake you. There it is, love, kindness, tr truth, righteousness, you could put in there. Bind them about your neck, write them upon the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean on on your own understanding. In all your ways know him, and he will make your path smooth. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Revere the Lord. Depart from bad things. It will be healing to your navel and marrow to your bones. Depart from bad things. So the life of righteousness, not just chasing material gain. Depart from bad things. Live in truth. Live in righteousness. And it will be healing. So why do you think we have all these illnesses? I mean... The, the, the root cause of it is that we really don't pursue righteousness. If we pursued righteousness, we would have greater health. Uh, we would have healthy cells. If you have healthy cells, you don't get things like cancer, right? I mean, this is, the, this is really the thing about cancer. It's, it's that the, 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 health, the, 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 health, the cells aren't healthy. Uh, you know, they're just they're too acidic, you know, that's uh, what's in there. And so, so, so then, yeah, you have these, these, uh, the, these unhealthy cells and... Uh, that are fed with unhealthy things, and so they, they get bigger and they spread to other cells. Well, that's not the way to live. And, and, and money is very much like a cancer. You have a little bit, you want a little more, you want a little more, you want a little more, you need this, you need that. So, uh, anyway, honor the Lord with your substance, with your substance, it doesn't say with your money, with your abilities and learned skills your natural abilities and your acquired skills. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your crops. It doesn't mean tithing to a pastor. It means find the right places to invest. Invest in what's important. Invest in the kingdom. Invest in love. Invest in true needs on the part of family. You know, look around you. Where are the true needs? That's where your first fruits go. That's where you give your substance. It's not about throwing money at a problem. It's about sharing substance and sharing your fruit, 
right? If you bear good fruit, share that fruit. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And yes, your needs will be met. If you, the, the more you share, the more you receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive, right? I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, we're, we're going to get to that. Um, and uh, it's more, uh, happy is the man who finds wisdom, verse 13, and the man who gets understanding for its, mer its merchandise is better than the merchandise of silver, and it's increased than fine gold. So the comparison is, you know, wisdom over the, the material, over money. Uh, verse 19, the Lord by wisdom has founded the earth, by understanding he has established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up and the skies drop down the dew. My son, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Life to your soul, what gives life to the soul? It's wisdom, it's the truth of the word of God, it's living in righteousness, it's living... It's focusing your... renewing your mind, focusing it on the things of God, focusing on... Uh, on uh, what is not Babylon, what is not what is not the world system, focusing on the things of God, his, his kingdom. And what's that about? It's about love. It's about charity. It's about kindness. It's about forgiveness. And yes, if forgiveness, someone doesn't forgive you or there's a problem in that area, yes, if people mistreat you, you are free to ignore them. You're not uh, obligated to keep the company of soul-crushing people. Uh, you you are free to ignore those people, but just walk away in love. You know, just ignore, just kind of ignore them in love. You know, you do you you don't have to do anything hateful. Just you know, just walk away in love. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hand to do it. Verse twenty seven. When you have it by you, do not say to your neighbor, "Go, come back, and tomorrow I shall give." So don't be grudging. Don't withhold. Give it if you have it. Give it if you can. If it's not ready, it's not ready. But don't delay doing good when you can do good. Uh, don't and, and, and again, that's don't let money be the obstacle of it. Do not devise evil against your neighbor, seeing he dwells securely by you. Do not quarrel with a man without cause if he's done you no harm. Do not envy the man of violence. Do not choose any of his ways. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the righteous. In Proverbs 11, verses uh, 25 to 28, the liberal soul will be made fat, and he that waters will be watered also himself. The, the one that takes risks, the one that goes out on a limb, the one that tries new things, the one that wants to share. He that withholds grain, the people will curse him, but blessing will be upon the head of him who sells it. You can even sell it, just don't withhold it, just don't say you don't have it. He who diligently seeks good seeks favor, but he who seeks wickedness, it will come to him. He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish as foliage. See, the money is the opposite of righteousness, right? It, it, it really is a curse, especially when it's fake money to begin with. If it's, if it's the, the, the natural production or the natural um, materials of the land, if it's gold, if it's silver, if it's you know, metals like that, you know, precious metals and things like that, well, that's something that God produced. This currency, this is all paper this is fake paper it's 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 fake to begin with it puts people in debt it puts people in debt slavery and it takes away from your ability to experience god right? and uh and there are some other passages in proverbs you have uh, 23 23 4 and 28 20 and you can look at those later if you like 
I'll go on to uh, Luke twelve fifteen. I'll just read a couple of more passages before I close. And he said to them, You must continually understand and guard yourselves from all covetousness, all envy or greed, because someone's life is not abundant from his possessions. Your life, possessions don't give abundance to life. What is true abundance? True abundance is truth. True abundance is righteousness. True abundance is love. True abundance is the fruit of the Spirit. Possessions don't give abundance. Possessions just lead to covetousness. Now, what am I saying? Am I saying don't have any possessions? I'm sitting in a nice room here. I'm, you know, I'm speaking into a, into a, uh, you know, a cell phone. I'm being filmed by a nice camera. You know, it's, I, I've got, there are things around me. But they're not primary. But what's primary is my relationship with God, right? It's not, it, it, it's not the fact that I have this or have that. If I, if I have something around me, I, I, it's because I can make use of it for the kingdom. It's not because I want to enrich myself for my own ego. It's because it can be purposeful. Purposeful in seeking righteousness. And, and, and that's really, you know, in going on that path of sanctification, right? Because that's it. The Creator creates us. We're finding our way back, you know, through Christ, and that's that's it. You try to, you know, you you walk the path of righteousness, the path of sanctification, right? This is this is what we try to do. Uh, it's really what we are created to do: is to go back to the Creator, since we departed from Him. Now the Creator says, "Come back," and I've given you the way, right, Jesus Christ. Um, and. Okay, so we'll have a couple of more passages. There's one in Acts, which is 20, chapter 20, verse 35. I have shown everything to you because it is necessary by working in this way to help the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And this is really why I started with the passage that I did from this book on new, a new type of community, sharing communities, because it, it, is, it just is, is common sense. The, 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 and it, it is certainly right here. I mean, the more you share, the more other people are likely to share with you. Sharing what you have. Sharing, if it happens to be money, well, maybe it is money. But, I mean, really, it's it, more the idea is your, your natural abilities and your acquired skills. If you can share those things, well, you have that, and then someone else has something else, and you share, right? I mean, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the natural order of things. It's to reduce the dependence on money and even on barter and trade, because barter and trade can just become uh, ways of exchanging money rather than just sharing the substance that you have in you with the substance that someone else has in them and then they share their substance with you. Rather than making it a material transaction, which barter and trade can become just as much as money, uh, you, you make it a transaction of the, the substance of the things of God, right? The things that God has given you. you that's, that, that becomes your currency in effect. It's that the, the love of God in you that you that you share you share in in the context of community right? and where everyone's work is of equal value see the way we live in society now that's not, not that's not the way we live right now uh, you know in my, my case okay I went to a place called a university and I learned some crap and got some jobs based on the crap I learned and I made fake money based on the crap I learned and then when I reach a certain age, we don't need your crop anymore. We'll give you a pension. I'll go away and die. You know, you're a useless eater. Okay. That, uh, all right. But uh, 
society values that in 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 some way society says well that's that's important but if you do real work that really makes a difference like you know if you can build things or grow things or uh, maintain things or fix things you know that's not as important but in fact that's more important or what i would say is that everybody's work is equally valuable uh and we shouldn't have this attitude it's because of money that we have it. We shouldn't have this attitude that one person's work is more or less important than someone else's work. Your work is your work. That's what you do. It's God gave you to do. He gave you natural abilities. He gave you, he gave you, uh, you, you acquired skills. He opened a door for you, and then he opened up opportunities for you to share those things, right? And uh, society places uh, these things in a hierarchy of money, that this job is worth this amount of money, another job is worth this amount of money. But why, why is that the case? If God is the source of everything, then why is the value of anybody's work different from the value of someone else's work? That's a man-made system. That's a man-made scale of values. That's a man-made monetary system. And, of course, it sounds very idealistic and utopic, but it's, it really, that is, the, the more biblical way is to be in the sharing community. I mean, to live in a society without money, I mean, eventually, in the world to come, I do believe there will be a time when, you know, we, we won't need money anymore. And, uh, you know, like the, the scripture says, we won't be marrying and having children in the same way, right? I mean, it's, things are going to be different. We won't have that type of, of, of hierarchical society based on, based on money. But that's, that's something that, that, that takes a while to implement. You know, that's not something that happens overnight, but that could still eventually be, and I believe it will be, the way it will, it will happen eventually, because it's, it, isn't, it isn't God's will, it isn't God's order that we should have to live like this, that, that we should have to live in, uh, as, as debt slaves, that we should have to live in dependence on something which really is not true to begin with. All of this paper, it's printed, but it doesn't really mean anything because the value is not in back of it. Look at what has happened. It's been going on for, like that, for oh, probably over a hundred years. And then, uh, finally, any, any connection with the gold standard was taken away, I think, about 40 years ago. And uh, so now you have just printing presses that print something that is it's, it's false to begin with. And false cannot generate true. <laughs> false can only generate more false. You know, BS can only generate more BS, right? You know, truth generates truth, false generates false. And we are in this uh, debt slave system, which, which eventually, and I, I don't know with all the events that are happening, I don't know what's going to happen, I don't know when it's going to happen, but eventually we know God wins, right? I mean, the old cliche, we read the end of the book, God wins, right? So, so we know that eventually things are going to get better. What we don't know is when, how, you know, how long is it going to take? Maybe it won't take as long as people think. Maybe it will take a long time, but eventually things will get better. And in the meantime, we have to just keep walking, finding, finding the path of righteousness in Christ and walking that path, you know, walking that path and just keep going, finding what the true calling is and living in that and bearing the fruit and, you know, making the decisions about money that we have to make, but putting money in its proper place, which is less important than God, less important than love, less important than people, and less important than family. Most families don't care. They don't give a crap about each other anyway. They don't give a rat's ass about any their family. Most families are like that. And but really, that's they should be. They should be right up there, right up there, you know, right next to God, right, you know, just in back of God, right. This is, is how people deal with their families, right. And uh, so anyway, this uh, we have a couple other passages, and then then I'm I am going to close this. Uh, Philippians four twelve. 
and I, and I know how to submit myself to want, and I know how to be abundant in everything and in all things. I've learned the secret, both how to be filled and how to be needy, and how to be affluent, and how to suffer wants. Because that's, that's, a, that's a skill, too, is to know how to get by when you don't have very much. That's a big skill. It's a lot easier when you know, you're affluent and you can waste stuff and throw food away. And this, you know, when you don't have it, that's when you've got to be creative. That's when you have to be skillful, right? Uh, 1 Timothy 6, 9 through 10 is another good one. But those who want to be rich are falling into temptation and trials and many foolish and harmful desires, which sink people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all the evils. And really, the love of money, you could even interpret that as the presence of money. But the, the fact that it's present means that you can, you, you can make the choice to love it. And then it's the root of all the evils, which because some strove for, they went astray from the faith and they pierced themselves with many sorrows. Amen. And then one final passage in Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13, one of them is verse 5. Do not in any way love money, but be satisfied with your possessions, whatever it is God has given you. For he said, I will not abandon you, and I will not ever forsake you, so that we're confident to say, the Lord is my helper, and I shall not be afraid. What will man do to me? And verse 16, but you must not ever forget to do good things and to be generous, for God takes delight in offerings such as these. So, you know, don't let money be an obstacle to moving forward. Uh, you know, because it, it, this whole money, it's, you, you get caught up in all kinds of things. It leads to crime and hunger and homelessness and greed and gluttony and extortion and hoarding and debts and control and hierarchy and you know, just counting every penny, this type of thing. And don't, don't have that mentality. Have the mentality that you really do want to live in truth and in righteousness. That's what you were created to do. It's what God wants you to do. And uh, God loves us, and that's, he wants the best for us, and he gives us the best way to do that, right? So, so do that and start thinking, you know, what is, the, what is really the role of money and the place of money in my life? Because money destroys lives, you know, I've seen it, you know, it's, it does, it destroys lives. It's fake to begin with, the form in which we use it. So anyway, that's it. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.